Girl Daily podcast, written by Stephanie Bond, narrated by Tegan Ashton Cohan, produced by Propeller Sound Studios. August 2nd, Wednesday. In hindsight, suck was an understatement, at least for my first assignment, gift wrapper at Dorman's department store. You left too much overlap when you pulled two sides together. My prune-faced tutor Peg chastised. Now you have long corners. Try again. I could feel my blood starting to bubble, and I had proof when in the process of adjusting my overlap, I gave myself a deep, sizzling paper cut. My third one in ten minutes. Damn it! I yelled, then sucked the end of my finger. You'll get calluses, Peg offered, as if it were aspirational. Meanwhile, you got blood on the wrapping paper, so you'll have to start over and watch your language. When I move you to the counter, you'll be dealing directly with customers. Ew. I bit down on my finger to keep from telling the woman what I was thinking. Knowing she would be reporting back to Jun Wu on my performance was the only thing that kept me from stapling a bow to her forehead. After four hours of cutting, folding, creasing, and taping, I finally got a nod of approval from Pruny Peg. Your bows could use some more fluffing, she said, but you'll do. I ran out of there, fighting tears. Tears of boredom from the mind-numbing tedium of the job and tears of pain because my mew-mew mules were not meant for hours of standing. I thought of Jun Wu's ugly shoes in my bag more than once, but I hadn't succumbed to their marshmallowy unsightliness. I decided, before I could be tempted to don those dogs again, I should return them to Jun Wu and find a subtle way to tell her the gift-wrapping gig sucked. The gift-wrapping gig sucks, I announced when I walked into the agency's back room. A few other temps at their workstations turned to stare at me. Jun Wu, who was refilling a copy machine with printer paper, threw a frown in my direction. Della? May, I corrected. May, why don't we step into my office? I followed her back to the cramped closet. We practically had to spoon in order to close the door. How's the eye infection? She asked dryly, referring to the disguise. And the lice. Bad, I lied. I realize this is your first day, she said. But it's not helpful when you complain about assignments. I'm supposed to pretend I liked it? Look at my hands. It looks like I've been juggling scalpels. And yet, Peg Townsend just called to tell me you did a good job. That took the wind out of my sails a bit. A monkey could do that job, I groused. No, Peg is hard to please, so... Good job. Okay, I don't need to be patted on the head, I said tersely. But Peg says you have to lose the sunglasses and the hat and I'm sure my other clients will feel the same. I made a face, but nodded. Here are your god-awful shoes. She took the bag and handed me back a key. And here's the key to your workstation, number nine. Feel free to bring in some personal items to make it your own space. 
My look stopped her cold. Or not, she said with a shrug. But most people find it's helpful to keep their timesheets here. She handed me a pad of them, along with a pen. Thanks, I said, then shimmied my way out of the closet. By the way, I don't work Sundays. My religion forbids it. I ignored her look of skepticism, then stalked to the back room. I studiously avoided the other temps. I had zero intention of getting to know them, and found workstation nine. It was a simple vertical cabinet with a desk surface and multiple locked drawers. It was Ikea quality, but serviceable and clean. I unlocked a top drawer and dropped the timesheets inside. When I turned to go, I noticed the workstation next to mine, or rather, the photo in a corner. Jin Wu walked by with another stack of printer paper. This is Elena's station? I asked. She nodded, then sighed. She disappeared. I don't know what to do with her stuff. I thought Elena had decided to not work for me anymore. I didn't realize she stopped working altogether. When was the last time you heard from her? Jun Wu looked at the ceiling. It's been over a month, I suppose. Don't you find that strange? Not really. She talked about going back to Mexico all the time, so I just assumed that's what happened. And she isn't the first temporary employee who moved on without notice. She walked on, unconcerned. I frowned, wondering if my vase-throwing fit had hastened Elena's decision. Then I harumphed. Here I was, thinking I might track her down to apologize, and yet she didn't have the common courtesy to let anyone know she was leaving. At least I didn't have to feel guilty anymore. So why did I? Stephanie Bond, author of the Temp Girl Daily Podcast. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer on an upcoming bonus episode, check the show notes for links to reach out on social media. Thanks for listening. Come back tomorrow for another episode of Temp Girl. And please tell a friend. Hold up. 